Welcome to iHeartGeek. And welcome to another episode of iHeartGeek. We are talking about Good Omens 1 and 2, and I love these one more than two, but I, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to it. I'm Dub. I'm here with Satomi. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing really great. I'm so excited to be back here with you guys. And we're talking about one of my favorite series of all time. So I am, I am, I'm trying not to make puddles. <laughs> so I do, have, I have to ask this question. Um, did you read the books first or are you, are you straight in the Straight into the series. I've actually never read the books. They're on my list, you but should. I'm so okay because I've been asking people. Will I? I I have such a place in my heart for both of these, um, mm-hmm. both of these series. That will it ruin the series for me? No. Okay. Um, I feel like the second like- the second one is a lot farther off the book. Okay. Probably why I enjoyed the first one because the first one is the book. Um, See, and I loved the second one, and I know that in in interviews, uh, you know, David and Michael look at me like like they're my friends. Like your um, first name basis is yeah, yes, 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 yes um, rock I, I, star. We should just call them Aziraphale and uh, and Crowley. <laughs> um, that they, you know, they've t- talked about how much um, Neil Gaiman uh, gave them a lot of uh, a lot of freedom, yeah. like a lot of license. And also like would talk to them about it because they had brought so much of themselves and their own relationship to these these roles that it sort of created. I mean, it just it just yeah. shaped that arc between Aziraphale and, and Crowley in such a in such a way that it just kind of made room for it. So, well, something I noticed with Gaiman is he he knows how to trust the right people. Oh yeah. There's those he, he I know that he doesn't trust, and he might he might feel like he micromanages. And there's those he he doesn't. David Tennant, you don't need to micromanage anything because he's brilliant and he's going to do what he's going to do. Him, both both of them. All you really have to do is just say go. go play. Yeah, go play. You know, I mean, Mike Michael Sheen is just um, they're they're just so uh, they're both so perfect for the roles. Mm-hmm. Um, and and just. Uh, embody the role so beautifully there's a really neat what was actually kind of fun because both of them are also actors who are so um versatile yeah in another world you could actually see them switching roles and it would be so fun um yeah well if you there's a oh wow i'm mad at you now that's all i can think about (laughs) well there's a there's a wonderful video out there of david Tennant reading uh, a chapter from the book Mm where it's the uh i think is it the ducks have ears um sequ- i can't remember what scene it was but um and he's doing both voices mm-hmm. and you're listening to his Aziraphale now granted his Aziraphale is going to be an impersonation of Michael Sheen's Aziraphale because Michael Sheen's Aziraphale is perfection he nailed it yeah you don't you know don't put lipstick on a pig you just got to be like <laughs> this this is the way it should be. We're going to leave it that way and love it. Yeah. Yeah. So so let's kind of split these into two. Let's talk um, the first series first, mm-hmm. and then we'll go into the second, because there's some things that I would like to do different on the second. Not saying there's anything wrong with it, but there's things that, yeah, we'll get to that. But I will be one, so curious because I haven't read the books, so I don't know if those things will be different. 
Well, no, it's I I would go in an entirely different direction on something, but we'll get we'll get to that. Okay. We'll get to okay. that. Okay. okay. So the first one I is that is very, very close to the book. Um, I loved there's something the coloration of this, like the kind of 50s vibe is mm-hmm. just so is that's what draws in more than anything else. I mean, yes, yes, the acting is fantastic, all that, but there's something about the way it's colored that is just beautiful. It's that yeah, I, I, are you talking about throughout, including the uh, including, including the flashbacks and current time, current time period? More are we so talking in the, the animation. More so okay. in the current. Um, so there's a lot of kind of blues. There's a lot of yeah. yeah there's there's almost uh, leave it to yeah. Beaver colorized. Yeah, there's almost like a even though it's not sepia tone, it's that sort of muted. Yeah, there's there's muted costume colors. There's mute. Everything is very muted. Yeah, in the in the first series. Okay. All right, so, cool. Yeah, that, that's something I absolutely loved about this. I mm-hmm. love the, the direct storyline straight through because it was I was reading the book. Um, okay. Made me happy. Um, yeah, and honestly, my first episode, I was like, I didn't like Aziraphale. I was like, mm, okay. Because I, I, in my mind, he was more Simon Pegg than oh, okay. Michael Sheen. Okay. Um, so it took me a minute and then I'm like, okay, he nailed it. But that was, that's really my only complaint from the first one. Um, I don't think it's too confusing. I don't think it's too, yes. I mean, there's the religious base that someone will get mad at and it's a movie. Relax. Um, it's Neil Gaiman. It's a fantasy. Yeah. It's a fantasy it's based a fantasy. in a world that's already established. Yeah. So, you know, it's like setting a fantasy, you know, fantasy novel where, yeah. Are, are dragons and unicorns? It's like yeah. okay, so what else? What what else? Yeah, um, no, I had no issue with all, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's, I know that's all. I know some people can have a complaint with that, but if that's not so, your thing, relax. Do you think? Do you think that the the color scheme kind of lent a dreamlike yes uh, feel to it? Okay, that is when I dream. That is where that is where I am. Um, that's okay, the colors. Yeah. That's that's the color palette. That is the, you know, that 50s, you know, bright lipstick and, you know, just that, I don't want to say rockabilly, but you understand that. But that yeah. that's what made it so perfect because that is my dreams. It has almost like a Pleasantville feel yeah, about it. That's a good way. That's a good a way to say it. Way. Yeah, yeah. And um, so you were talking about the the storyline being linear, which, um, I mean, it, it, so much of it was told in flashback throughout. Yeah. So, um, it, so maybe tell me a little bit more about what, what you mean there. Well, the first one just felt a lot more linear. I, I know that it, it is flashback. Anything you mm-hmm. get with Pritchard is going to be flashbacks. That's he lives in that world. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like it was easier to follow in this, that it was definite. Okay. We're popping back. Okay. Now we're popping back. Cause you always knew where that front line was. Mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. that makes sense and i think that's kind of the linear i'm talking about you well, always actually, know where it is yeah yeah Oppenheimer's kind of similar you know where the line is mm-hmm, but you mm-hmm. also you can feel the path the path the, the flashbacks but they feel like a flashback instead of is this part of what's going on right now is this now or is this yeah. then yeah yeah even the stuff with anathema and her mom de- definitely was uh was very established but yeah now for me not having read the books coming into series one um now one of the things that i love about uh british television and it's one of the reasons Mm -hmm. that i'm a massive doctor who fan um is that and and p.s the amount yay madman with a box um 
you know, P.S. Of course, we have a ton of uh, of cameos from and and main Everybody, characters yeah. from the Hooverse, but there is a delicious cheesiness. Yes, you you know they're not afraid of the cheese. It never takes itself too seriously. Never takes itself too seriously. And I will say, actually, uh, series one. So if we want to get into the weeds a little bit, I. Even though I think she's one of the finest actors of our time, I don't love Frances McDormand as the voice of God. Yeah. Uh, maybe unpopular, you know. Um, I, I wouldn't fight you about it. <laughs> okay. I mean, I would have loved like, you know, I just saw Barbie. And so I would have loved like Helen Mirren, you know, being the voice of God. That'd be interesting. Or, you know, maybe they wanted to get away from the 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 British, you know, yeah. the stereotypical British actor. Um, there was one perfect Metatron ever, and but he can't do it anymore. That's uh, Alan. Uh, Alan Rickman. Yes, he was yeah. he, from Dogma, the perfect voice of God, and it's 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 hard yeah. to ever anything else is just an imitation. Well, the Metatron was uh, in this one was, and I'm blanking on his name. He was he was in I Doctor Who. He was the face. original. Yep. He was the uh, uh, ma- the, master. The, the master. The master. The yep. master before he became. And all then he also done. he also came and did a uh, uh, a cameo later. Not a cameo. He was in a in a. Um, okay, I'm gonna check myself. I'm okay. Gonna check before myself. you wreck yourself. Before I wreck myself. Um. So, uh, Derek Jacoby, who okay. was. You know who was the like a jackabite. I'm sorry. Oh, but I'm sorry. We need sound effects. We need sound effects. I'll put Um, them in later. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I'll trust you on that. Um, Or actually, don't stay away from the sound effect machine, Dub. Whatever you do, don't touch it. Don't, don't touch it. Hurts my feelings. Um, but yeah, so you know, Derek Derek Jacoby is fantastic as the Metatron, and yeah. you know, again for Whovians, he was he was the master uh, end of the world. Um, oh, coming into end of the world part one and two, um, and you know he is he is delightful, and mm-hmm. and Dune, I can never, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, and I didn't look it up, so I don't want to um, uh, to mess it up out of respect oh, okay. for her but um archangel mike uh archangel michael, michael of course yeah. and you know you 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 see you know gloria obiano coming back also um and uh, and of course we have uh, our new archangel sarah quell who was i believe was liz car um yeah serac wheel serac wheel she's Sorry, very Sarah. hard to look at and i know that i don't mean to see that meanly but it's like okay well she has an interesting face she has a very interesting face and i think i think that was very on purpose that was very purposeful because we do talk about i was thinking about that actually today how if you if you look at the the bible um you know god made man in his own image Mm -hmm. his her their own image and so if that's the case that means that God and the angels should be able to look like anyone. That's like fair. Absolutely anyone. It, um, it was an interesting choice, and I'm yeah. not mad at it. Mm-hmm. It just she just has a very unusual face. I don't wanna, make, I'm not making fun. A, no, but, she's yeah. got a ton of power, and she can make you feel very uncomfortable very quickly. Like I would not to be in. I would not like to be in her crosshairs. I would no. not want her mad at me. But we're getting off track. So back to series one. Oh. Um, 
So back to series one, um, I think what made me fall in love with it is, you know, I always love I always love characters that are uh, about the shades of gray mm-hmm. and really o- overarching this entire series is about shades of gray. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we like as human beings, this is just the way we are. We like to see things um, in black and white. We yeah. like to see things you know, one or the other, because it makes it easier for our brains to process. This is good. This is bad. This is right. This is wrong. And so, um, you know, Crowley and Aziraphale really embody the yin yang of what it is to be human. I mean, today, Mm -hmm. I mean, together they are human. Perfect person. Yeah. (laughs) They are the perfect person. So, um, and, you know, and of course, storyline, so flipping fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, come on. And of course, as we go into Good Omens One, we meet the Satanic Nuns. Oh, um, they're creepy. <laughs> who, well, who then uh, play Nina and Maggie? Mm-hmm. Who the actresses are Nina and Maggie as well. Yeah. Uh, in Good Omens Two, and that's a callback to that. And they are both polar opposites, mm-hmm. character-wise. Yeah, it's it's so Mag- nice how they did that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and it's it's also we get to see the range of these actors and um, you know, how fantastic. I mean, Nina Sosanya in particular who she plays the Nina. Or... No, she she plays Nina. Yeah, she okay. plays the uh give me a coffee or give me death. Gotcha. Um oh, PS, let's let's put around um how both series are chock full of easter eggs. Oh they my are gosh. Just massive easter egg hunts mm-hmm. like too many to talk about here and many many more that i haven't seen that i yeah. haven't even spotted no this um, is one yeah. of those this is one of those um shows you need to watch more than once you need to watch probably more than twice because there's a lot to it and the first I, time you're just trying to figure yeah. out what's going on yeah well you're just following the story yeah. i mean truth truth be told i've watched both of them many times already <laughs> And then I'm one of those ones that then goes back to series one and watches it from series one. I got going three times on the first two. one. I've only been in done it once on the second. I've done it more. Uh, that doesn't surprise I me. Mean. Now let's talk about a character that um, I was not fond of the first series, but the second series I fell in love with was the John Hamm character, Gabriel. Right. And right. I he was I didn't like the way he played Gabriel. I thought he was just a buffoon. But he and he was in the second one too, but it was he played it better. If that makes sense. Well, and I know I it's mean, different characters-ish. Yeah, well he had the he, in the first one, what was working against him is you had to not like him. And it is always hard, I think. Interestingly enough, I think more as Americans. Mm-hmm. I think it is hard for us to hear an American in a British show, yeah, and accept them as being part of this part of that world because we are so like we we tend to, you know, think of British television and British stories as elevated in some way because as soon as we hear that, Kinda, that wonderful yeah. lilting lilting accent, it's like it's just it, we it takes us to magic land. 
because well, that yeah, because is they say what the two plus is. two equals five, and you're going to believe them. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then, yes, then he puts course, up a West Virginia accent. Uh, two plus two equals five. You're like, okay, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that, that know, is right. Yeah. It's there's because yeah. it's, it's because we grew up. Shakespeare is the highest form of literature, so therefore anything that's in that, which is the British accent, we automatically think, okay, they're more smart. Well, even look more at our smarter. fantasy. They're more smarter. Even our even our fantasy films didn't really we didn't really start embracing the American accent until Star Wars, and even then, who is the smartest guy in the first Star Wars? Obi. It's Obi. Yep. It's well, Obi. And- and then you have uh, Leia, who had half half of her lines well, yeah. British. Yes, no foul stench. Yes, <laughs> like, stop it. Yes, <laughs> well, and she had that sort of weird mid Atlantic accent. Yeah. and again, it was because everybody we equate royalty, yeah. we equate we equate knowledge, we even equate villainy, but anything that's elevated we equate with a British accent. So you put you put John Ham in there, and I I agree. It was like. I don't know how I feel about that, but um, I think what there was a line that won me over in the first one that I was like, okay, okay, he's funny. And of course, then when we come into season two, we have the joy of seeing him just discovering who yeah. he is. And I mean, P.S. You know, he really doesn't till the end. No, no, but but you watch him like. The first time he has hot chocolate. Yeah, discovering humanity. Discovering humanity. Discovering what it is to be in this it's, these bodies and on this planet. It's what a baby and, would be like if they could talk. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or my friend Jeremy Stoll, who was on the show before, he's he's literally, yeah. he was like, the whole time I was watching, I was like, he's channeling Jeremy Stoll right now. This is, <laughs> this is unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, to watch uh, those journeys, it it was fantastic. I mean, even even the the actors who got to come back. I mean, when you think about it, because Miranda Richardson got to come back as a completely different character. Um, we had Beelzebub played by an entirely different actor. Yeah, which was a good choice, by the way. You know, okay. So at the beginning, we're let's let's stop trying to be linear because clearly that's not the way that oh, this yeah, is going to happen. Yeah, I can see that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to think about this as like we're talking about it as a full film. Yeah. Um, I was not in love with her when she started. I was not really? in love with her when she started. Yeah. The flies um, too much? No, not at all. I actually, I liked, I liked the flies. It was her pace. And having watched, having watched it and knowing what the stakes are. Yeah. I understand it now. And it, and I love her and it was very right. I think the makeup was a little too on par for, um, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Calliope. Oh, I did it, it, uh, it was a little too much of that, but uh-huh. I, it it doesn't bother me. But mm-hmm. I can see that's like the inspiration. I'm kind of like, okay, yeah. I, I'm I mean, not mad at yeah. it, but it's it's like yeah. it was too. That was too close. That oh, okay. Sense. I didn't even think about it, but yeah. Now you yeah, can see that, it. That, can't yeah, you? now I can now, now I can't unsee it. All Thanks, that. Deb. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank I'll you. ruin yeah. anything for you. That's what I do. <laughs> Okay, so 
since we're throwing the linear out of the closet, we're talking one and two. Okay. Because it you just got you gotta <laughs> just jam it in hard. there. It's, it's too hard. It's too hard. It's one story. So it's let's, one story really. So let's let's um let's talk about this first. Um the animation on the oh. intro. It's like those oh gin gosh. commercials. I know it's a style of art. I don't know what it's called, but I love that style of art. It's just it's like steampunk esque. But I know Peter Anderson studio nailed it so for, cool it is so cool and i love that in you know i mean throughout the first one they did have little bits but they really upped it mm-hmm. in um in series two and um at least the quality of course as the the episodes go on there just wasn't as much room for yeah. it because there was so, the story became so dense mm-hmm. um, but one of the most fun things is watching now it is one of the few shows that after I've seen an episode or two that I don't skip the intro. Yes. I do that with Doctor Who. I do that with this. Mm-hmm. Because there That's is it. so much to see. So mm-hmm. let's talk about the fact that by the time you finish the series, you will be able to you'll you'll be able to see all, all of the characters everything and yeah. everything that's the happened. whole story the whole story and you don't know and it gives every spoiler away to it but it's but yes exactly it's like the whole thing is a freaking spoiler but since you don't know what's going mm-hmm. on or how it's i like it's so brilliantly put together yeah what is it that what what is it that would could you imagine being in the creative uh the creative room for that trying to figure out what would go into that in animation I without feel, tipping your hand. I feel like the only way they did that is a, it wasn't a um, a committee. I think it was one person said, this is the vision and this is what I'm doing. Otherwise, I don't think it would have worked. I think it's somebody that watched yeah. the series and said, okay, we're going to, this is, this is, this is my vision. And I think, because I think if it went by committee, they would have taken out half of it. No, that'll give too much away. No, it didn't. Nothing was given away. Except no. everything. Except everything. <laughs> Which is okay. It's sort of, you know what it feels like? It feels like one of those, like, um, one of those things with all of the drawings that you have to go find the little. Waldo? You know, the, the one. It's not a, it's not like a Waldo. It's like hidden folks. You know, I, I don't want to be like doing an advertisement, but you know, where there's just, <laughs> there's so much going on. Yeah in the picture and you have to just zoom in so hard to be able to pick out you know each little thing um and it's it's all all of it is there it's yeah. all there oh what what i would love to see somebody do somebody's mm-hmm. got the time go through go through the intro on it and just zoom in piece at a time and explain exactly what's going on everywhere that I would sit and watch that for a day. How do we know it hasn't already happened? I haven't seen it. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I actually haven't, I actually haven't seen it either. And honestly, honestly, as a, as a good omens, you know, I, I'm, if somebody I'm, wants to do that, you'll be, yeah, we got a voiceover artist that would love to probably volunteer to do it. There you, know, you go. I'm just there's saying. A, there's a YouTube channel just begging <laughs> for 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 dissecting the Good Omens credits. Now, the other thing about the Good Omens credits is the incredible mm-hmm. title 
song by David Arnold. And it's beautiful. It's glorious. It's so good. It is musically so sound. Even even like the 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 triads that he uses for what's underneath, mm-hmm. they are not normal conventionally structured i'm i'm you know to 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 resist i'm being so good dub you should be so proud of me that i don't want to get into copyright i've got it playing in my head and i want (laughs) to sing it so bad so bad um but if you listen if if you listen to it it's it's not the most instinctual thing to hum right back to somebody yeah because it's they're not traditionally structured and i think that's there's a very much a reason for that um because it is the unsettling underneath mm-hmm. what seems the minor like key underneath yeah it's not just the minor though cuz even within the minor things yeah. are a little effed up it's a little off it's okay. a little off and I, I tell you where i think they got the inspiration was from the um sherlock holmes with robert downey jr it's got oh, it has kind that of a, feel. that similar feel and I, this I is mean, more i mean i don't complex, think it, i don't think they were inspired no specifically I, by it but that style of music yeah, yes definitely i as a musician i really mm-hmm. appreciate things that are deceptively complex but they sound simple this sounds mm-hmm. on first glance like oh that's nice simple uh, but then when you listen to it it's not and it's like wow there's some heavy weights writing and playing this especially because it's something that is um you're talking about a score that is repetitive but it very much like the Variation. animation, yeah. it's it's building and building and build, its own little bolero, you know, its own little Ravel bolero, where it's just building on this theme. And of course, they really, really take it to the nth degree in season two, um, where now at at the end of at the end of each season, I mean, excuse me, each episode. Um, the theme song is played in the style of whatever world they were most in, in that episode. You know, actually, I forgot about that, but yeah. Yeah. That's, that's cool. It's very cool. So it's definitely worth, it's definitely worth listening to the, to the credits. Yeah. Um, Because of that. Can we go? I'm, I'm nerding out hard, so I've, no, I've got okay. about the music. So you should talk. Let, let's let's move on from music for a minute. Um, okay, we have to come. You have to promise we're going to come back, though. Okay, well we'll hit it. We'll, okay, we'll hit okay. it at the end for. At the end, will be for the hyper okay. nerd music side. Okay. Okay. Yes. Because I don't want I don't want to lose people on that. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, to... it's not. It's not. It's actually not about this the specific score. But go ahead. Go. Okay. Well, actually, I want to hit on the my complaint on the second one. Oh yes, talk to me. What? Okay. What didn't so you like? I'm not. I'm not complaining. Uh, they, it's very different from the book. I, Cause yeah, it's the first book. And then it's, um, uh, Neil Gaiman saying, okay, go with it. I mean, that's kind of the difference. What I would have liked to see. And there, I felt like there was a touch of it. I want to see, I want to see a full season of, um, Crowley and Azaraphale going on these adventures. Just, and we we saw a little bit of that without the overarching, not the bad wolf story on top. I know I'm talking Doctor Who here, but I felt very Doctor Who heavy on this. Um, not a bad thing, but with it, it gave us the overarching story. But I want to have like just a different different chapter every week of their 
them going on a different adventure just throughout time. I think you could have, you could add three seasons to this by just doing that. I would love that. Cause that's what I kind of felt like they were doing a little bit like the Job thing and um, the zombies and all that. I'm like, Oh, this is the all. And you disagreed with me. And I want to catch why I said, if this kind of feels like doctor who, because it's, it's, it's two of the main characters going on a different adventure in a different setting in a different world. And I loved it. So I wanted to hear why you disagreed with it. It's, uh, the my Doctor Who uh, analogy. Um, I disagree because it's just a form of storytelling. Um, we're missing, it's not one doctor and his companion slash companions. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the relationship between two people. Um, their their uh, central um, conundrum their central conflict is yeah. always the same. Mm-hmm. That does not change. We're not learning a different lesson from flashback to flashback. It's always focused around what does it mean to be good? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be evil? What does it mean to have choices and to make choices? Um, you know, and everything that's around there is is sort of in that orbit which is why to me it makes sense that to still have this overarching story because it's that's asking it on a larger scale whereas Aziraphale and Crowley are the microcosm of that mm-hmm. um you know it it just somewhat i mean some would argue it feels doctor whoish because it's David Tennant being David Tennant but i mean David David Tennant is an actor who and this is this is not a bad thing. This is a wonderful mm-hmm. thing. His he is less of a transformational actor and more of a I'm going to bring who I am yeah. to the character and filter myself through this character, which is why you see him do things that are very that are yeah. very doctor. And not only that, but he's got directors who, you know, literally in, in season one when the Bentley went up, the director went to him and he was going he wanted something specific for the shot and he went up to him he wasn't getting it and finally he said you just watch the TARDIS blow up and then he got the take that he wanted so I mean they're they're actually looking for that from him like if you know if if the doctor were a you know rock star let me go back on this just a second because I think you misunderstood what I was talking about okay it's not so much that it's Doctor Who that there's a TARDIS that they're going through time and all that. It's well, it's, oh, even Quantum Leap or something. You have the character, then you know and love these characters, and they're moving about in different scenarios mm-hmm. in different times, but everything else changes except for those characters. Oh, I can see that. That that's more what I was talking about. I can see that. That's okay. more what I was talking. I was, okay. I'm not saying no, this is a direct ripoff of Doctor Who because it wasn't. It's yeah. This is actually becoming in vogue right now. <laughs> you know what's funny is I don't know if I could I don't know if I could watch an entire series of oh, Zerafel and Crowley. Oh, I mean, I I, I adore I them stories. so much. Mm-hmm. Well, I adore them so much, but the how they to me what what is part of the mastery of these series is how they relate to what is going what their conundrums are in present day. Mm-hmm. So how the watching how those experiences are influencing 
what is happening today is part of the magic for me. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that. that you disagree. It's cool. For me, in my opinion, I, I think they they have a very symbiotic relationship. And I would worry. I mean, I, I could see them doing a series. I would just worry that it would go. Mm, like you know like how some not all not all but how some of the star wars spinoffs lost their way <laughs> yeah don't get me on that one <laughs> okay okay but i mean you see where i'm going with yeah it, you know it's like it's a it, what a it's a, it's a it's 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 tough it's a tough uh tough path to tread i'm okay with it assuming the game is on board right if Gaiman's not on board, I'm not on board. I'm done yeah, with it. Yeah. If Gaiman says I'm done, you guys just take it. I will not watch a third season. No. Oh. That's who yeah. that's who I trust. Yeah. Um Are there is there any talk about him not being involved? Oh, I don't I don't, so. I don't even know if I there's would, a third from, if there's talk on the third one, to be honest. Oh no, it's but I mean honestly it can't not happen. They but, left us with a freaking a freaking cliffhanger. Okay. If, if they would have done what I what I just talked about on this whole mm -hmm. season, make them those stories. Mm -hmm. And then do the third season telling this story mm -hmm. that they told on this, then I would be okay with that as a very <sighs> morose ending, but I would be, I would be very extra. I would have been happy with it because I feel like they wouldn't, but with how it is now, it's very empire. Well, they have to be because let's face it. It's a business. Yeah. You need people. You need people to want season three mm -hmm. and for a series to go past. I mean, to get renewed over and over again. I don't know what their contract situation is, but, um, you know, it's it's real risky to, yeah. you know, it's like and, and then you've also got to think about the actors are getting older because let's face it, you can see Tennant oh, and, and Sheen gosh, getting older. Yes. You can see Dune getting older. Um and, you know, how much longer are they going to want to play this reindeer game unless they decide to come back as humans? And then how is that? Is that fun? No. You know? Yeah. So. <laughs> well, that, I thought I thought that's how they were going to end this, to be honest. I thought, OK, yeah. well, they're going to say no to heaven, no to hell. and They're just going to live in the bookshelf shop forever. OK. Um, and I, I don't know if that'd be satisfying. No. Should we talk about the ending? Absolutely. If you guys are in this by now, I mean, come on. You've watched it. <laughs> You've watched it because there's You've no way. You've watched it. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. I actually had, I, I liked the ending ending. Mm -hmm. I liked the, the, the split screen. I liked how you could see the whole range of emotion in Zarephel. Crowley, you only saw one emotion. I didn't like that. Because he was oh. just angry. But you saw... You saw Zarephel, first he was sad, and then you saw acceptance, and then you saw him looking at his future, and you saw him getting more and more happy. Crowley I don't, was think, just I don't agree. Oh, I think so. I thought it was I don't a, agree. I thought it was so well played on that. That's my own opinion. I I mean, for for me, for my well, first of all, Crowley has sunglasses on. Mm -hmm. And the eyes are the window to the soul. And when you are doing camera work. Um, one of the most important things is to keep your eyes in the camera, however, however you can, that the camera can catch your eyes, because that's where the yeah. emotion is happening. And so he was robbed of that. So for for Crowley, um, I mean, I just for me, I just felt 
it was almost like that scene with the smoke just coming off of him. It just felt like like the emotion was just coming off him in waves, which I thought was so beautiful. Like I had to go back and watch the yeah. the um, credits a couple of times. And the fact that they chose to keep that camera on them. I mean, uh, that's brilliant because you've got two incredible actors and you're just letting them be in that moment. So. um, Especially on rewatch. Curly and Aziraphale, Aziraphale have the argument, um, the kiss, which is just excruciatingly beautiful moment. And when, you know, Crowley essentially says, you're an idiot. This is, you. we know, we both know what the game is. And Aziraphale is still at the ever hopeful. Mm-hmm. As soon as the Metatron says the second coming, you see Aziraphale look back at Crowley and I, for me, for my part, I think he looks back and is like, "Oh crap, you're right." And I, I agree. That's what you yeah. saw at the beginning. And then he turns, and he makes the decision that he's going to change heaven from the inside. Mm-hmm. Be- and now he understands that he is going into the serpent's nest. And so when he gets into that elevator. He's dealing with all of those emotions. He's just lost the love of his life. He's the one who's responsible. He's made a terrible mistake. He is now standing next to a dangerous person. And then when he shifts, if his eyes are still just a well of despair, and he puts on this, to me, he's putting on the mask to go in and now try to prevent the second coming. See, that's not how opinion. I saw it though. That I mean, yeah. I, I agree with the emotional spectrum we we're talking about, mm-hmm. but I think that there was a point that it goes from despair to excitement. I really, I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to watching this again. Cause I mean, I could really see in his eyes is like, this is everything I've ever wanted on top of it, you know? And that's to me, and that's what makes it even more painful because he's like, this is everything I've ever wanted. And it turns out it's not what I wanted. And that's right right when he started. But I think there was just some change. I don't know what floor. We're on floor 50, I'll say. Uh, (laughs) And then I just, I I saw that, and I'm going to watch it again to see if I'm seeing it right. But you just saw this change. It's like, okay, I've accepted that I've made my decisions. Huh? Watch it on a big screen. Oh, I do. Watch I it do. on a big screen. I do. I, do. I mean, listen, listen, I, I, I'm not going to say that you're wrong, but I'm going to say that you're oh, wrong. I no, will. I'm kidding. No, I'm, I'm, kidding. I'm not. <laughs> you totally should. That's the point of the show. Everybody tells Dubby's wrong. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's all about what you get from it. So yeah. if that's what you see, I think it would be an, it will be a really interesting ride how that will affect how both of us watched watch series three that we now have to wait for, for, you know, God what happens? That. Okay. Are you okay? If it doesn't happen? No. <laughs> okay. I am. That, that is a, that is, it's a moral imperative that but they let, shoot series three. I, just, I mean, this is, this is, this is the reality right now. Gaiman's shooting Sandman who he's been getting paid a lot more money than good omens. Um, and I think they're going to want to do at least two series of that. I don't know if they're going to get to it or not. He found time to do series two in between. 
And it's not like, you know, I, I, I'm just trying to shoot. They've got a schedule. I'm being Crowley right now. Okay? And you are so yes, being Zarephel. And I am, I am being <laughs> Zarephel. You know, I mean, I'm definitely, I'm definitely Crowley, Crowley and uh, Zarephel's baby. Um, <laughs> you know, I, and I mean, there's, it, it, there's, there's so many great moments where, um, you know, Crowley talks about, uh, not being on anyone's side he's just doing everything everything until he can't he's she's trying to do everything he's supposed to do until he can't and and there there's something i love about that i mean i know yeah. you're not supposed to love it but i do there's something about the human nature that says angelic nature or whatever that says you do need to do your best even everything else is going to crap but you know that you can still make change you've got to do what you can do and I think that's the, the message we should be taking. A lot of people aren't taking that, and that's okay. But that's, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I love you know, ambiguity. And <laughs> oh, it's 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 just it's 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 exquisite, and it's it's the. I do find it interesting that you know that that this is coming out now, and we won't get too deep into it. But it's just that beautiful reminder: human beings are not binary creatures. We're not shades of gray it's not black and white there's all the in-betweens and it's complicated like okay let's talk about maggie and nina mm -hmm. and the fact that you're expecting this glorious love story and how much did i love that nina was like i am a mess i am not ready i'm glad they did that because i'm so sick of your typical love story oh my like, gosh okay you're i mean you're expecting the whole time and then they didn't give it to you and i'm like I'm so glad they didn't give that because I don't want it. I mean, Ooh. because you didn't need it. You did not need it. And it's not, there's nothing real about it. And she, honestly, and if they would have, she's a bad person because I mean, she's just cheating on her partner. Well, she, no, I mean, she, she, she did, would be. She but did she not cheat been, on her partner. But it was, I'm, I'm like, no, I don't No, No, that's. But she, yeah. you know, she's like, I'm human. I need time to heal. I don't need her to be a rebound. You know, and bless Maggie's heart. She's like, I'll be there. And of course, I think there's a little bit of foreshadowing here for Aziraphale and Crowley that it's like, you know, I. I don't want to see them together at the end. I want to see something oh, happen. I do. I want I there to be. I want it. To, I want this third season, if we get it, to be painful at the end. I do. I want to cry at the end. Oh. I don't want it. I don't want a happy ending. I feel like this shouldn't give us a happy ending. Well, it doesn't. You know what? I, I don't necessarily need them to be a couple at the end, but I want there to be peace between them. I think there should be peace, but I think they have to separate and never see each other for some reason. Oh, see, and I was sort That's of how I want them, them as to being, end. you know, agreeing to be friends for, for eternity. Well, you can be friends with something. You, you can still yeah. be friends without you know, having seeing each other all. Yeah. Well, yes, but I, I think they should, because, because especially since we're talking about a world of, uh, a world, you know, we're the, so much of the lesson of this entire series is that we're not talking black and white, that we're talking shades of gray yeah. and that things are complicated. I think it actually would be much more interesting if everything is left very open-ended. Which is why I would be okay with this ending here. I still, and I, no, I know this, you want it and, and I do too. Mm -hmm. But I would be okay with this as an ending. I really would. Bless your heart. You are so mad at me right now. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm and just not okay say, with and, it. And that's not a negative on anything I saw on the show. I enjoy the show. Mm -hmm. I am okay with it ending here. 
mm-hmm. I'm okay with they've made their choices. Now mm-hmm. they and I like I know this 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 curse my geek heart. I like open-ended. I don't need the answers to everything. Oh no, me too. Me too. You know, and a lot, just this I know the geek world so... says no, we've got to know everything. No, I think this is I think this I've made my own ending in my head. I mean, I know that they're going to that he's gonna end up changing changing everything. He's gonna take over heaven and Crowley's going to come back and be a, be something and they're gonna it's gonna be like a nice uh karmic world or something like that. That's where that's where that's where I've ended this movie or the show at. Stan, I I I don't. I think I think Aziraphel is going up to dismantle the mess. Um and you know, Crowley may be heading down to dismantle the mess down there because again, you're talking about people in charge who think they know everything. When none of us do. None of us yeah. know anything. Can we talk about the music again? Okay. Well, okay. We, we got a few minutes left. Let's 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 finish up the music stuff. Okay. We... This has nothing to do with the with the score. This has to do with the the, it, the incidental oh, music. Yes. So good. So not only of course are we talking about the obvious ones, right? The ob the obvious The Buddy uh, Holly. Yes, the Buddy Holly. But did we all notice? the queen that was being played in you know quartet in the background mm-hmm. and i think there was did there you, were some other bands as well did you watch the credits because the credits say very special thanks to queen they've i mean they've been incredible when you're talking about you can't do a international british show without having queen in it you can't well the fact that they gave them the rights for it is mm-hmm. from you know from season 1 is spectacular but seriously listening you you have to when you're watching the show listen to the music that is playing behind the incidental music Mm -hmm. the stuff that's playing in the in the cafe the stuff that's playing on you know the choices that are being played on the radio at any given time there are so many wonderful little like wait 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 i recognize that Mm-hmm. moments but it's presented in a way that you would not expect it's very yes. bridgerton i did not get into my wife's into bridgerton i never got into that one i but did John, not want to get into so. bridgerton but it's fantastic <laughs> i'm a dude so yeah i mean <laughs> i yeah, did not definitely not, not the I target resisted. our audience for bridgerton listen i resisted but you know reggae jean page i mean you know i'll, I'll do I, down nabby that's about as far as i'll go down that. okay that's <laughs> fantastic trail. there too but okay thank you for letting me talk about that music though because it is <laughs> it is spectacular do yourself a favor when you're re-watching you know, I hate to pull to, you yes. out of the story, but, you know, just lean that musical ear over to what's being played in the background because it's fun. It's so fun to catch those. I feel like you need to watch this three times. You need to watch once for the story, your first time through. Mm-hmm. Then you need to watch it just for the visual and the Easter eggs and then the third time for the music. And you're, you're still gonna not going to catch happy. everything. But you'll you'll get you'll catch you'll enough be happy. at that point. Yeah. Yes, yes, but you'll be happy. You'll be happy. I'm sort of curious if um you know, we've got the second coming coming. I'm sort of curious if we're going to see any of the four horsemen again. Well, we could do up to four of them, so or yeah. three three more, I don't know. Or or are we going to see Anathema device come back? I don't well the 
there's different ways they could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you know, like, like well, both of them could, are are doing so much more now. Um, you know, they, like, they could be doing something with if they're doing Second Coming. I, uh, you know, it's a religious person. I know what that means. Mm-hmm. So it's not necess- It's not Armageddon. It's it's Jesus, right? It's Jesus coming back. It's for okay. you know basically a new utopia. And if that's okay. where they're going with it now, then why would you stop it if it's a new utopia? Well, because it would mean the end of the world, though, right? No. Nope. Oh, it isn't. Okay. No. Okay, wait. Unless you know, they're going rapture, and that's an entirely different. Okay. I mean, and I would guess that they're going that they're because they need to raise the stakes. Yeah. They're going to go some way where it's not good. Yeah. Let's let's just say that some well, yeah, some direction where it's not going to be good. But I feel like the the apocalypse Armageddon is kind of what the rapture is kind of what they put on the first one. So the right. second one, if they come back with you know the new utopia this is all feeling very good place in this a little bit yeah not in a not in a bad way and not in a not in a derivative way at all just in you know the direction that they're going where it's like people people are people people change and you know and and people aren't perfect yeah but they're amazing or they can be they can be they can be horrible and they can be phenomenal and i think that's also why we love doctor who because oh, it yeah. always goes back to that is be the best of humanity yeah I, I, and get me a coffee shop like that where i live because i want a coffee shop like give that. me a coffee or give me dad i would i'd be so happy yes. I, I i missed 90s when we had you know coffee shops we don't really anymore me too. That's all places to gather yeah cool places to gather. Well, that's, that's that whole community gotta... thing that got killed with the c word you know can so. you know what yeah exactly you know what <laughs> we we got lucky we got to build our own little community during i've, during I've the forgotten pandemic. the experience of human touch what is that <laughs> that sucks <laughs> <laughs> unless you're on this subway and that's not the one that you want <laughs> okay so on this we're going to start wrapping up tell me yes, what is sir. your grades for season one season two and you think there will be a season three so um, I'm, I'm a, I'm a 10 out of 10, A plus, A plus, A plus, 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 plus more seasons. And the re the reason is because it is so rewatchable. The acting is spectacular. The score is spectacular there. The storyline is spectacular and it's just fun. It's a ride yeah. you want to get on over and over again. So. Actually, I think this is the most important question on this because mm-hmm. I don't feel like enough people have discovered this show. I'm like, seriously, from Mm-mm. the whole iHeartGeek community, you and me are the only ones that have watched it. Which is like preposterous. And we're to all me. geeks. So, yeah. what is it going to take to? Because I mean, we all have superhero fatigue. We're not watching superhero movies while well, we oh are. But we're yeah. angry yeah. about it. Yes. Um, what is it going to take for this to draw the attention? I think we're actually, you know, what's funny is culturally, I think we're actually moving toward a space that would be more into this now. Mm -hmm. Um, We were, we were so jaded and knowing, which is why we wanted our dark, dark series. We wanted our superheroes. We wanted like the Batman. We didn't, we didn't want, 
You, you can know, speak for yourself on that one, woman. Well, <laughs> but I mean, you I know, want you know, cheesy the audiences, <laughs> the audience, the, the, you know, the people who are paying to show up at the theater yeah. or the streaming services were wanting the dark and they didn't want the cheese. But if you look now where you're, you know, Barbie is number one in the box office. So this is this is often what happens is when the world is the world itself is looking darker we have a tendency to seek out more cheese and light mm -hmm. and things that make us feel good it's just the way they, that entertainment has worked historically um and so unfortunately because things are really not looking so hot in the world right now um this actually may gain appeal for mm -hmm. people um and then for people who are who are resistant to even trying, it's like, just put aside your need for this hyper-realistic, dark, whatever, and allow a little cheese whiz into your life. You will be the better for it. I like that. I yeah. agree with you. No, so <laughs> honestly, I, th I think this is going to do really good in five years. Yeah. It's going yeah, yeah. to be a cult classic. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a long... Along That's very the lines, Gaiman, though. That's you know, very yeah. Gaiman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Sandman's the rare exception that people are loving right off, and the people yeah. that no one's discovering it afterwards. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this, I feel like people are gonna. It's just maybe ten years down the road, we're looking at this like a Rocky Horror, that it is gonna be a cult. Everyone will have seen it, but it didn't really make the splash that it should have when it came out. My guess. I'll be interested to see. So, I'll be very and, interested. And at that point, it better give us a good ending. <laughs> it, it better dang well give us a good ending. Okay, and that is a show. So, Tommy, thank you so much for hanging out, hanging out with me it and talking. It's my pleasure. I, I am so excited this. to be back. I do too. We're People trying to get more content up. <laughs> watch Good Omens. Watch the, watch and you have to watch it in order. You have to see the first one first. Mm -hmm. this, otherwise, why? Um, you're missing out on. I mean, you could probably watch it separately. It'd be two different experiences. Uh, but yeah, I would but watch the first one first. The relationship building and the there's just there's just so much to my, watch it and then watch it again. Yeah, and again and again. You didn't you didn't give us uh, you didn't give us your grade. Oh, my grade uh, season one is an A, mm -hmm. um, and I very rarely give those. Season two is a B. Wow. Okay. And it's not that. And there's things that I like better on the first season or the second mm -hmm. season. I really liked uh, John Hamm on the second season versus the mm -hmm. first season. Um, but it's that dream palette that they gave me in the first season that just they didn't hit that in the second season as well. No, they did not. It was much brighter. It was yeah. much much brighter. It wasn't. Oh, it wasn't what? my dreams. We do need to give a little shout out to Hillywood, who did a really fantastic. Um, on the YouTubes, they did a really fantastic uh, Good Omens tribute where they actually did the handoff for season two. Uh, Neil Gaiman was a guest cameo oh, on it. Wow. So um, if you haven't had a chance to watch that, it's it's oh, it's super fun. It's super well, we'll fun. put that into the um, the notes on this one. Yes. OK, so until yes. next time, guys, um, check out all the socials. You know where to find us. Um, yeah. Keep on geeking on, guys. We love y'all. See you next time. Keep on geeking on. Bye. You have been listening to the latest episode of the iHeart Geek Show. 
make sure you visit our website at www.iheartgeekshow.com. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you check us out on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And keep on geeking on to all of you geek rock stars.